0: Welcome to today's episode of Empowered, a perfectionist guide to imperfection, hosted by me, Miranda Lee. It's time to take back control of our lives and it's time to write our own story. Remember, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. So, Today's is just kind of this random impromptu episode because, I don't know, I'm kind of a little bit triggered, so this just really got me thinking. So if you guys know the whole Simone Biles thing that went on about how, you know, she, she dropped out of the Olympics and, you know, was prioritizing her mental health and her physical health and, and all that stuff, so there's a lot of people just been talking about it and it's just crazy how people are just so like stubborn when it comes to their opinions. So for example, I was on Facebook and this guy that I'm really good friends with, he posted basically about how like this generation is just encouraging quitters and how she quit on her team and it didn't matter about her mental health and blah 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 all this rubbish I guess you can say um and I don't know I just I I tried to like have a conversation and like I'm the type of person where I don't want to argue I just want to get to know each other's points of view and this guy was not willing to budge I even like tagged him in some Like amazing sources about like the reason why like she's doing what she's doing and he was just like no I don't agree. Um, So I just think this topic is so important and the topic is is rethinking. Um, So there's this book that I'm reading so most of the stuff I'm going to be like talking about comes from this book. It's called Think Again and it's by Adam Grant. And it's the power of knowing what you don't know. So, in this book, bear with me, because I'm going to be like flipping through pages. He talks about how there's um, four types of people: so, a preacher, a prosecutor, a politician, and a scientist. So, in this book, Adam Grant says, as we think and talk, we often slip into the mindsets of three different professions, preachers, prosecutors, and politicians. In each of these modes, we take on a particular identity and use a distinct set of tools. We go into preacher mode, when our sacred beliefs are in jeopardy. We deliver sermons to protect and promote our ideals. We enter prosecutor mode when we recognize flaws in other people's reasoning. We marshal arguments to prove them wrong and win our case. We shift into politician mode when we're seeking to win over an audience. We campaign and lobby for the approval of our constituents. The risk is that we become so wrapped up in preaching that we're right, prosecuting others who are wrong and politicking for support that we don't bother to rethink our own views. So those three mindsets are ones that aren't beneficial and aren't helpful and they aren't the type of people that we should be. They aren't the type of thinking that we should have. So then it brings me to the fourth one a scientist. So he says, if you're a scientist by trade, rethinking is fundamental to your profession. You're paid to be constantly aware of the limits of your understanding. You're expected to doubt what you know, be curious about what you don't know, and update your views based on new data. But being a scientist is not just a profession, it's a frame of mind, a mode of thinking that differs from preaching, prosecuting, and politicking. We move into scientist mode when we're searching for the truth. We run experiments to test hypotheses and discover knowledge. So obviously when you think of these different types of people like the scientists are the smartest ones and what makes a scientist a scientist is they don't think that they are all-knowing. They are constantly rethinking and doing experiments and not trying to prove that they are right. It's like they're unbiased when they when they go into it. At least the, you know, the good scientists are they're unbiased. So why as, you know, individuals and people are we so firm in our foundations, especially when it comes to you know, when it comes to politics or, you know, our our point of view on things like like the Simone Biles stuff that's going on at the Olympics? Another quote that he says in here um, is you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it think. Let me say that again. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it think. So basically, you can give someone all the like all the facts and they will not change their mind. And that has nothing to do with you or your point of view. It has to do with them. So you can ask them, is there anything I could say that would change your mind? And if they say no, then there's no point in arguing. They're not going to change their mind. But you also remember when you, you have to remember that when you go in to an argument or a conversation with someone, you have to have the mindset that you're willing to change your point of view too. And I think that's something a lot of us struggle with as we go into an argument just trying to prove our point and something that you know I try to do is I don't want to point fingers at other people or tell them why they're wrong like I really want to you know understand why they think what they think because you know let's talk about you know I'm gonna bring up politics but you know Republicans versus Democrats like they have these um, like basically stereotypes against each other and so i'm just gonna throw this out there so you know a lot of democrats Here's like information oh sorry my <laughs> my apple watch was talking to siri um so you know people say that let's say democrats say that republicans are racist like first of all that's a stereotype but republicans aren't like sitting in their political beliefs thinking I'm racist. Like, that's not what they're thinking. And I am not here to argue about the whole Republican, Democrat thing. Um, because first of all, I don't think we should give in to stereotypes because, you know, s- stereotypes are just so inaccurate. and I think it's just such an ignorant way of thinking. But you have to remember like that these people think a certain way for a reason. So if you plan on getting in an argument with someone don't go in thinking that you are there to prove the other person wrong and I think this this just has to do with so many different aspects of our life and if we just think that we're going to be right in every single argument we're in like you're not giving yourself room to learn first of all if I think that me as a 20, 25 year old girl knows everything there is to know about everything Like, that is so ignorant. I want to learn more. And if getting in um, debates and arguments and conversations with people means that I'm going to come out of it smarter, that's what I want to do. So, I like to get into, like, heated discussions with my dad. Because, first of all, my dad's, like, literally the smartest person I've ever met. And he's really good at debating. So, I like to go into it, not trying to prove him wrong, But trying to learn from it, trying to take a stance. And something me and my dad both have in common is we're good at playing the devil's advocate. So, you know, it just really gets you thinking. We should want to be lifelong learners. And we can't be lifelong learners if we're just so stuck in our ways. Um, I don't think that this is the biggest issue that, you know, younger generations have as much as... I feel like the older generations are really stuck in their ways, um, you know, but that's just my opinion. I'm sure many people can convince me otherwise, but, you know, it's just kind of my opinion and the reason why I say this is we just have to remember, is it really worth arguing with people who we know aren't going to change their minds? Because you know what, like like I said, a lot of people are just stuck in their ways. And as long as we aren't those people, like we can't be those people who are stuck in our ways. We have to be willing to be lifelong learners, willing to doubt the things that we think. We have to be okay with being wrong and okay with learning and okay with growing. But a lot of the times we just let pride get in the way because we want to be right and we don't want to be wrong. But we have to remember, humility should be our number one characteristic that we aim for is being humble and I feel like the more humble you are the smarter you are and the more willing you are to learn and grow but when we put our pride first we rather be right than learn Adam Grant says, Arrogance leaves us blind to our weaknesses. Humility is a reflective lens. It helps us see them clearly. Confident humility is a corrective lens. It enables us to overcome those weaknesses. So we can still be humble and be confident, but we shouldn't be arrogant. That's the number one thing. We should not be arrogant. So when you get into a debate with other people, like really listen to what they have to say and be willing to change your mind. Cuz if you aren't willing to change your mind, why would they be willing to change their mind? We should embrace being wrong because that means we're learning more and we're growing. And and think again, Adam Grant talks about how like attachment is what keeps us from recognizing that, you know, our opinions are off the mark and rethinking them. And he says, to unlock the joy of being wrong, we need to detach. I've learned that two kinds of detachment are especially useful, detaching your present from your past and detaching your opinion from your identity. We can't let our beliefs be part of our identity because then we feel like when we lose our beliefs or when our beliefs are wrong, that it's like we, we question who we are as a person and we question our identity. Um, You know, first of all, our identity is in God, um, not our beliefs. But like Adam Grant said, like, we need to detach these two things, our beliefs and our identity, because they are not the same. And if you attach them, you know, you're going to be a lot more prideful and you're not going to want to change your beliefs. And you're going to think that you as a person are wrong, but it's not true, you should, like I've said before, be willing to grow and learn and change your opinions and change your beliefs because those aren't what make you who you are. You should strive to be a scientist, not a politician or a prosecutor or, what was the other one? I forgot. A, a priest? What was it? Oh my gosh. Uh, a preacher. There we go. Sorry, I forgot. But, but yeah, like we should just be all right and comfortable in our identity where it's okay to be wrong and it's okay to change our beliefs and question our beliefs and something I've I've said many times before is like if you aren't embarrassed of who you were a year ago, then you know, you haven't grown and you haven't learned. So if you have like the same exact beliefs as you had a year ago, then you need to do some reevaluating of your life. Like even the guy who wrote this book, Adam Grant, he talks about how the stuff that he wrote in um, a previous book years ago, how he doesn't even believe everything that he wrote in that book now because his beliefs and his opinions and his thoughts have, have changed since then. Something else that Adam Grant says in his book is, when we find out we might be wrong, a standard defense is I'm entitled to my opinion. I'd like to modify that yes we're entitled to hold opinions inside our own heads but if we choose to express them out loud i think it's our responsibility to ground them in logic and facts share our reasoning with others and change our minds when better evidence emerges like oh my gosh how many times have you heard or maybe you've said it yourself like that you have a right to your own opinion that you're entitled to your own opinion Yes, but if you are going to share that opinion, you need to understand that your opinion is going to be challenged. And if you don't have facts to back it up, then you probably aren't going to convince someone else to agree with your opinions. But I mean, if they come back with different facts that could potentially change and shift your opinion, that's a good thing, you guys. That's good. We should allow that. We should embrace that. And like we said before, detach your opinions from your identity. Oh my gosh. Okay, side note. I know right now that if my mom and dad listen to this podcast, they're going to make fun of me because the way I say identity. Um, little story time. When I was younger, I guess I didn't enunciate correctly or really like pronounce the t's and yeah the t's in the in my words so um now I say things like button and identity and things like that so I already know that if my parents hear this they're going to laugh at me but whatever anyways (laughs) moving on um so there's There's this story I'm going to read to you guys real quick that's in this book, Think Again. I know I keep referencing this book, but like this is where I've learned so much from and I want to make sure it gets the proper credit um, because these ideas aren't, (laughs) most of them aren't my own. Um, But I just want to read this quick little story. Um, It's about how a black musician confronts a member of the KKK. So here we go. One day, Daryl was driving his car with the chief officer of a KKK chapter, whose official title was Exalted Cyclops. Before long, Cyclops was sharing his stereotypes of black people. There were They were an inferior species, he said. They had smaller brains, which made them unintelligent and a genetic predisposition towards violence. When Daryl pointed out that he was black, but never shot anyone or stolen a, clar- stolen a car, the Cyclops told him his criminal gene must be latent. It hasn't come out yet. Daryl decided to, to beat the Cyclops at his own game. He challenged him to name three black serial killers. When the Cyclops couldn't name any, Daryl rattled off a long list of well-known white serial killers and told the Cyclops that he must be one. When the Cyclops protested that he'd never killed anybody, Daryl turned his own argument against him and said that his serial killer gene must be latent. Well, that's stupid, the flustered Cyclops replied. Well, duh, Daryl agreed. You're right. What I said about you was stupid, but no more stupid than what you said about me. The Cyclops got very quiet and changed the subject. Several months later, he told Daryl he was still thinking about the conversation. Daryl had planted Daryl had planted a seed of doubt and made him curious about his own beliefs. The Cyclops ended up quitting the KKK and giving his hood and robe to Daryl. And at the end of the story, it says, after getting to know Daryl, the One imperial wizard didn't stop at leaving the KKK. He shut down the chapter. Years later he asked Daryl to be his daughter's godfather. So if that isn't just a prime example of changing your thoughts. I mean someone who was in the KKK had a man completely change his opinion on black people and at the end of this story, which is a true story, by the way, true story. I've actually heard this story before. Um, he had Daryl be his god, his daughter's godfather. So if you also notice, like, Daryl didn't, Daryl didn't come back, um, to, to the Cyclops all defensive and saying he was wrong and stuff. He, he had a calmer, easier approach that actually got the Cyclops thinking. So I think that if we really want to change other people's mind, we can't do something that's gonna make them get defensive and we can't get defensive either. We need to approach it with a scientist perspective, not a prosecutor perspective. So yeah, that's basically all I have to say for today. Um, I just think especially with social media people just love shouting their opinions from the rooftops but aren't willing to change their opinions when someone else challenges them. So don't be that person. Be open-minded and willing to change your opinions, and don't attach your opinions with your identity. And just be lifelong learners. Alright, so that is it for today's episode. If you guys liked it, please like, subscribe, you know, leave me a five-star review. share, Share this podcast with your friends. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys have an awesome and amazing week, and I will catch you in the next episode.